Hey y'all, welcome to the Memoirs of a Sinner, a personal growth podcast by Her King. In 2005, the automobile company Chrysler released its luxury version of a sedan, the Chrysler 300C. And there was so much uh, ranting and going on about it because it looked so much like the Bentley until the Bentley pulled up. (laughs) I saw so many people add tinted windows, put kits on it, all type of stuff um, because it gave people who weren't in certain tax brackets the opportunity to have this look you know to be able to drive a car that gave or had this this Bentley look without the Bentley price you can even go on eBay and buy a knockoff Bentley grill for $63 to add it to the front of your 300c to really give it with the emblem on it and everything to really give it that Bentley feel until the Bentley pulls up next to it <laughs> And then you realize that what you have is a 300 seat. <laughs> you do not have a Bentley. You felt confident. You felt like you was in this luxury car. You riding smooth. You riding good. You got the sunroof open, sunglasses on, feeling good, fresh wash, rims on, feeling good until that Bentley pull up next to you. And it's at that moment where you are humbled. <laughs> Where you are humble because you are walking around with the replica version. In Exodus chapter 7, uh, verses 9 through 12, Pharaoh tells Moses and Aaron, y'all going to have to show me a miracle in order for me to release the Israelites as my slaves to you all. I need to see your God. I don't know your God. I need to see your God do something major before I release them into your hands. And so God tells uh, Moses and Aaron, the, um, the staff that I have given you, when when Pharaoh asks for a miracle, throw down that staff and turn it into a serpent. It's going to turn into a serpent. And so they do that. And Pharaoh calls on calls his officials, uh, which are sorcerers and wise men, magicians who are in Egypt. And he tells them to take their staff and turn it into a serpent as well, which they did. They did it by their occult practices but the serpent that Moses and Aaron had swallowed the serpents that were created by the occult but that still didn't impress uh, Pharaoh he had to go through a whole trial of things because it still wasn't enough for him to accept that God is God and that what he was worshiping what he had was literally an idol For everything that God creates, the enemy duplicates. In the book of Genesis, when God created, he created man and woman for marriage. He did not create um, man to have many women. (laughs) He didn't give Adam multiple wives. He also didn't create Adam a man to join in marriage with or to create with, nor did he give Eve another woman to partner with or intermarry with he gave two separate beings 
who had who were alike in a lot of ways but very different in other ways so that they could come together to be able to create god also created the rainbow in genesis 9 as a covenant to his people that he will not flood the earth again but some kind of way an artist um, named gilbert baker in 1978 created he says he's known to have created the first rainbow flag um as a symbol for the pride of the lgbt community and um knowing i'm, I'm not an artist but looking at the rainbow in the sky that has been there for centuries um, and then looking at the LGBT flag, it doesn't look like much was created there. It was something that was already there that they are using as a sign of love winning when the Holy Spirit, God himself, had already created the rainbow <laughs> years prior, centuries prior, as a sign of his love winning. In Matthew 6, Jesus gives us the model prayer and he starts, he, in it, he says, give us today our daily bread. That is going to sit with God, whether you're, you open up your Bible app and you get, you sit and read and do the devotional for the scripture of the day. Uh, if you go read a couple um, chapters of the bible whatever it is that you may do for your daily bread turn on your praise and worship or just sitting in prayer with god going to get what you need for the day your so that god can speak to you and lead you and guide you and tell you um prepare you for what your day looks like that's what the daily bread is for but then they have also created apps astrology apps that tell you your horoscope for the day and so the enemy has duplicated the daily bread by giving us astrology to say, hey, if you come and look, if you are born around a certain time of the year in a certain month or so, um, you are labeled a Gemini or a Pisces or whatever that is, whatever they may be. And um, from this, you're going to, I can tell you that on today, you're going to be, I, I can tell you what your day is going to look like or what to prepare you for. So it, it deceives people into believing that if I can go and look at my horoscope for today, it can prepare me for what's to come or give me some type of wisdom or knowledge of this thing. The replica looks like the real thing until you put the authentic version next to it. A demonic thing looks like a holy thing, a God thing, a blessing, until a blessing is paired next to it. Then you realize you have been bamboozled. If you are into astrology or have ever been and you got your daily wisdom, what you thought was daily wisdom or knowledge from that, and then you go on to get your daily bread from the Holy Spirit, from God, when you Put the two next to each other. They're, they in no way compete. There is absolutely no comparison of the two. What God said has more depth, more wisdom, more knowledge, more personal for you. It, it fits and works for you. I have 
um, my, well, my little sister, we are 10 years apart, and my best friend, uh, we're actually the same exact age, born on the same exact day, same year. All three of us have the same birthday, right? Similar personalities, but we are all very much different in a whole lot of ways. We have some things in common, but we don't, we are all in different, not only are we all in different seasons of our lives, but we are all different in many, many ways. I have friends who are born in September and in April who I have, who I share way more in common with than the people who I was born on the same day as. Goes to show you how false, how much of a fraud astrology is because astrology will tell you that because you were born on the same day y'all are all just alike you know and i once had a a friend who uh was a was an astrologist and because god has given me this um gift of the desire to seek wisdom and knowledge when he would post certain things on facebook i would be intrigued like what are you talking about so you're saying that if you if i if i look at my birth chart based on the time of birth etc i will be able to know all these the depths of my life you'll be able to not only show me my past but you will be able to tell me my future now i was raised christian i was raised in a, a christian household um but i wasn't in a relationship with god himself i still pray i still listen to worship music i still listen to sermons uh i prayed in jesus name actually daily um but i didn't i didn't have a relationship with god i was just identified as a christian um but then and so my desire for wisdom and knowledge had me asking questions i needed to i'm a person who you cannot tell me that it is a purple sky outside and I believe it until I see the proof myself right you either got to show me the pictures or I have to go out there and see it for myself I you, you can't I can't just I'm not going to believe what you tell me right I have to see the proof I have to get the depths of it and so um this is where this is why God has set boundaries for us um in gen like in Genesis 3 with Adam and Eve, he sets boundaries on what we can and cannot access, what we shouldn't, because you end up down a rabbit hole. The occult takes God out of the equation, and we weren't created to be independent of God, but in partnership with him. And if you don't need the wisdom of God and the help of God to accomplish your goal, then, and you can do it in your own strength without, without having to seek God for help on it, then it's not a God thing and God can't get the glory out of it because he's not in it. You have to be willing to take up your cross and sacrifice what will give you temporary satisfaction, something that you think is a quick fix and do what doesn't make sense for the thing that has some longevity. When the enemy wants to deceive you, he doesn't tell you a flat out lie. He adds some truth to the lie. It's going to be some truth to it. If you can look at Genesis 3 from it. Uh, when he deceived Adam and Eve, when he told them like, you know, so God told y'all y'all can't eat from the tree. He, God just don't want 
y'all to eat from the tree not because you know it's going to be bad for you but because he don't want y'all to have wisdom he don't want y'all to know what he knows and so because they started questioning whether hold on does does god not have my best interest at heart does does, does god really not want me to have the best of the best or to to really experience the best of the best well i'm i'm going to go and i'm going to reach for i'm going to try, I, I want what god has i want the best of everything instead of accepting and realizing that god set the boundary for a reason he 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 created a limit on what we are able to access for a reason not to hurt or to harm us but to protect us out of love right out of his love for us so many of us live out our faith on the fence we are we identify both as a follower of christ and a virgo right <laughs> and God is like, how how long will you hesitate between two opinions? Either you are going to follow me and worship me, or you're going to idol worship. Like, pick a side. Don't try to combine the two because you cannot combine the two. God can't be present, fully present, where the flesh is operating. It's e you're either operating in the flesh or you're operating in the spirit. In First Kings chapter eighteen. Um, there's a story of Elijah and he's a prophet of God and he's talking to um, the people. He's there are 450 prophets of Baal, um, prophets who worship this idol. And Elijah says, you know what? Give me two bulls. Give us two bulls. I'm going to let the 450 men pick their bull and I'll get the other one. And what they what we're going to do here is they're going to cut up some wood and they're going to place the bull on it and without bur without burning the wood themselves they are going to call on their god and tell their god to burn this this sacrifice right and i'm going to do the same and we're going to see whose god actually b creates a fire on this wood and so all morning, all afternoon, up until the evening, all 450 men who idol worship, they kept calling on their God, yelling out, crying out for him to help them to come and bring fire to this wood. And it never happened, right? But as soon as Elijah calls on God and he said, God, may your existence be present may i pray that you light this wood and that you show these people that you are yahweh and that you are the true and living god not only that he wet it down he wet down the wood before before he even asked god to light the fire we if you go wet some wood and try to burn it your wet wood is not gonna burn okay unless unless by the it has to be by the power of god that wet wood is going to burn. And so Elijah not only had God burn the wood, but he wet it up before he even had him burn it, just to show proof that God is God, that Yahweh is the true and living God. Jesus came into this world for judgment in order that those who don't see will see, and that those who will see 
will become blind. And Jesus said, once you do see, you are now living in sin because you know, you know, for sure, you know that God is God. You, you're not in question on whether y'all, y'all, that Jesus is the son of God, that Yahweh is the one true and living God, you know. And so when you do anything opposite to um, what is holy, then you are now living in sin. You are making a, a conscious decision to live in sin when you know the right thing to do, right? He said in Luke 12, do you think that I came here to give peace in the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. From now, five in one household will be divided, three against two and two against three. They will be divided, father against son, son against father, mother against daughter, daughter against mother, mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. It does not matter what the people around you are doing. You can be separate. You don't have to do or say or be what your surroundings are. You can be separate. We are called to be separate, to be a separate people, to look different, to talk different. When we walk into a room, the presence of God walks in with us. When we open our mouths, you are you hear God. When we extend love and grace to people, they experience the love and grace of God from that. It's a, you, you, you should be, people should be experiencing a holy encounter from you as a follower of Christ. We should not look or be like the rest of the world. We should be separate. We don't have to, um, even though, especially most recently, the world is trying to make us or force us into its beliefs, right? But you don't have to, um, you, can, you can be like Daniel and in Daniel 6 and still do the godly thing, do the holy thing. When the world is trying to pass laws and say you have to honor same-sex marriages and respect them and uh, treat them as equal as um, marriages that are opposite sex. And God, like that is totally against what is holy, what is right, what is God. You don't have to submit to what the world has said. Or God will cover you when you continue to do what is righteous, when you do what is right. This division is between the followers of Christ and those that are opposed. And it's important to be mindful of the side that, that you decide to take. No, life is not going to be perfect when you follow Jesus. I am a living witness that life does not get perfect because you decide to make sure you're living by the word, by what God said. It actually gets a little harder because the world comes and attacks you because you're, you're because you separate yourself from the things of this world because you, your goal is to just try to be pleasing. May your life be pleasing to the Lord. Your attacks hit different, but I will tell you that the fight hit different too, because you don't have to fight the battle because you have this supernatural power. The Holy Spirit is fighting for you. So your hands are clean and blessings are being poured on you amidst this. So I just wanted to come as a reminder that the enemy will duplicate every single thing that God has for you, that God has has created for you 
but it is up to you to make the decision to to seek wisdom to seek true wisdom and true knowledge to want the right thing to go for the authentic thing even if you got to take up your even when you have to take up your cross and sac you know sacrifice yourself and reject some of the things that may be easier for you that may they may feel they may feel good temporarily going for the long-term thing i love you all in real life If you'd like to stay connected, you can follow me on Instagram at the Insta About Her, T-H-E-I-N-S-T-A-A-B-O-U-T-H-E-R, and make sure you subscribe and leave a review.